0: friends, welcome back to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance.
1: This podcast series furthers our mission to support our community as we seek to promote the advancement of women in the securities finance marketplace.
2: We hope you leave today with a broader perspective or ideas about ways to further your network and career.
1: Or perhaps a deeper education on important business changes in our marketplace. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the first Women in Securities Finance Podcast. This will be the first of what we hope will be many forums where we can discuss different topics in a time when we can't all be together. This is Marnie McCabe coming to you from my bedroom in Charlestown, Massachusetts. And with me today is Brooke Gilman from ESEC Lending and Lori Paris from Northern Trust. Brooke, where are you right
0: now? I am also in my home, I guess not really in a bedroom situation, more in a living room situation in Burlington, Vermont, so a bit north of you by a handful of hours. How about you, Lori?
2: I am outside of Chicago in my dining room that has no doors, and I have three children who are at home, so... Very exciting, (laughs) and a dog. Never
1: (laughs) a dull moment, I'm sure. All right, well, let's jump into our discussion today. You know, I think one of the biggest challenges of being remote right now is leading. We all have teams. We all have people we want to inspire and motivate each day, but it's increasingly difficult when you're not sitting around a conference room and engaging on a day-to-day basis. So, Lori. What have you been doing to help you lead your teams when you're sitting in your dining room?
2: Well, thanks, Marnie. I think communication is really the key. And I think that making sure that we are either communicating via phone or video conference and having that one-on-one contact with our teammates is crucial. People are experiencing either less structure, working too much, too many hours, burnout. So we're trying to keep everyone motivated and on the same focus and same goal. Brooke, what about you?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Communication, communication, communication. You know, for me, it's been really important trying to keep a lot of daily touch points with people that, you know, the sort of natural touch point that you would have in an office environment at the beginning of the day, trying to still do that in a virtual remote way So we actually, you know, have been starting off each day with my team that I manage and then sort of transitioning after a very quick 10-minute call, keeping it short, keeping it sweet, but just sort of what are people dealing with today, what's on their plate, and then transitioning to another broader group team, you know, kind of in the same format, a short, you know, just very pointed call, what's going on, kind of getting the pulse of activity. But I think, you know, communication has been huge, and is so important, but also trying to understand and how best to individualize with each person on a team, both in terms of style of communication, what they need, not just in terms of what their own work environment is like, you know, do they need more technology? Do they need more support? Do they have a preference for how they're communicating with you? And, you know, understanding each person's own unique work from home environment and, you know, and, and how you can help adapt to their particular needs as well, I think has been important. Marnie, I know that you took on a new role just prior to all of this uh, chaos and the transition to work from home. How's that been for you?
1: Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting time, needless to say. I took on a new role about a week before we all decided to start implementing a work-from-home schedule. And during that initial time period, I was challenged with taking a global team of 80-plus people remote. But you know, looking back on it, it was done well. It was done, you know, with little impact to the business and to our clients. And it ends up being a very proud moment for the team. So, you know, I agree with you around communication, but it's also to your point, it's a very individual experience that, that everyone's having right now. And the current environment is is impacting everyone very different ways. And you have to be cognizant of that and you have to understand that and you have to be empathetic to that. But you also have to help people move on beyond the actual moment and have a shift in mindset and understand the new normal and help everyone adjust so that you can continue to move forward. So I'd say that's what I've been focused on most right now, that shift in mindset and helping everyone adapt and move forward in this new normal.
0: And have you found that there have been big differences between individuals on the team in terms of whether it be their own unique situation or their position in terms of, you know, their point in their career and how best they can adapt and change?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest difference is every individual's home environment is different. Whether they live in a small space, whether they live by themselves, whether they have children, young or old, I think each one of those individual pieces are impacting people differently and you have to appreciate that and you have to understand it. But at the end of the day, we all have a common goal of pushing the business forward at the same time. So it's really walking that fine line between motivating your team, but also understanding your team and what they need to move forward.
0: Absolutely. No, I found the same thing. I mean, people that might be working from home that don't have, you know, anyone else in their home. And so in some ways you find ways to reach out to them more frequently, to try to communicate with them more frequently, to give them some, you know, more human interaction on a more regular basis versus, you know, people with Small children that might be juggling quite a bit, you know, you don't you don't necessarily want to keep them on the phone forever. You know, just socializing when ultimately, you know how precious their time is and, and all that they're probably trying to juggle on a daily basis. It's interesting.
2: I would add to that, that making a schedule has been very helpful for our team. So everyone has a different work scenario and people have asked if they could either start working earlier or work later or have a break in the middle of the day, depending on what their individual situation is. It might be better for if people who have younger kids, if there's homeschooling, they need to be available between 11 and one and that works out well. We just work on trying to schedule meetings around their time or they get online later and we have our calls later in the afternoon. It's really just being adaptable and being flexible and understanding in the scenario so making what works for your team work. Absolutely. So Marty, how are you looking to build these relationships out? What are you doing to stay connected and develop relationships with each one of those people?
1: Well, Lori, it's a fine balance of being on Zoom calls from eight in the morning until <laughs> six at night. <laughs> um, no, all kidding aside, um, you know, you just have to be creative and finding new ways to build relationships with individuals and connect with individuals. And for someone who thrives on being in the office and running into people in the hallways um, and creating that, that individual connection face-to-face, I've had to think of new ways. A lot of it's by just having standing meetings, which you both have noted has worked really well, having standing 101 st- um, team meetings, but it's also just that ad hoc outreach. How are you doing today? How is you know, the fall and going back to school impacting you? Can you know? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to work through it? And it's really just those periodical check-ins. It doesn't have to always be about business. It can also be about that person and, and what they're going through in a moment in time. So it's that fine balance between checking in and motivating individuals to keep moving
0: the business forward. It's an interesting observation, maybe, because the building relationships, in some ways, you think that we've all lost so much by not having the ability to to be in front of people face to face and have in-person contact and communication. But in other ways, it's actually, I think, opened up a lot of opportunity and a lot of doors where people and their willingness to have certain conversations and to be more approachable. In this sort of work from home environment where you can get on a video call, I think does open up some opportunities with individuals, both whether that be internal to your organization or, you know, we're all client facing people external with clients or other people Mm -hmm. that might be in the industry. I think it's really changed and allowed people to sort of let down their guards a little bit to to get to know one another on a a personal level, maybe differently than your typical in-person professional meeting in the office in a conference room might be. So, you know, I think there's some benefit that ultimately comes from this time period as well in the building relationships aspect. Yeah, you know,
1: Brooke, you make up, it's such a really great point in a time where you would have thought that you would have gotten to know someone so well by working side-by I side with them. It seems that this very remote and isolated environment that we're in has really personalized individuals as well. Mm-hmm. I mean I'll tell you, my children have showed up on more Zoom meetings than I can <laughs> count at this point, but I'm okay with that because that's who I am. And it's a big part of my life. And so, you know, it's about accepting that and appreciating it. So it is very interesting, a very isolating time, but it's really personalizing individuals.
0: Absolutely. I think the ability for people to find more personal connections, I think has been a big positive from all of this. And, you know, and and one that I think you just don't really have that opportunity with both your coworkers and also clients and others in your network like you do today. So I think, you know, we we should all be taking advantage of that as much as we can. Yeah. The other thing I was going to comment on is that I think that it's a more inclusive work environment these days with everyone on the exact same, with variations on a theme, of course, with what their situations are, as Marnie, you noted. But with everyone in this work-from-home environment, it's a really interesting, you know, everyone at least has a, a better appreciation, I think, for what that might mean to folks. And so, you know, if a, if a business had different office locations or certain employees remote and some employees were never remote. You know, I think it's sort of leveled the playing field and been much more inclusive now that everyone is in this work from home environment. And I think we'll benefit the work environment long term as people do go back into the office, but yet some still might require a more flexible working situation. And I think that, you know, people will have greater appreciation for that, a better understanding of how that works. And ultimately I think that'll be a positive.
1: Yeah, Lori, I, you know, I think it's an excellent question around building relationships. I think it's obviously a lot harder in this environment. You have to be a lot more creative, but I think also just remaining relevant falls within that same category. You know, how have you ensured that you and your team remain relevant, whether it be to an external client or to an internal colleague? I think relevancy is increasingly challenging. So I'd love to hear what what you've been doing with that.
2: I think we do several different things. So first we have our team meetings within our group and then within our, just the client facing partners. And then that we expand that within our securities lending team. So a wider audience, and then we expand it to our capital markets team to share what we've been working on, what our accomplishments are, what's in our pipeline and what we're looking forward to. I think making sure that everyone knows what our current projects and our goals are is very important and making sure that there's names and faces attached with that. And really uh, encouraging our partners to be on the video call, even though they don't want to, they might feel like this is not the best forum for them. However, it's great to put a name and a face together and have them present on each of the different topics that we are currently working on. We've had to adjust our goals as we've gone through this process, but making sure that those new goals are focused and communicated to the wider audience has been really important to keep us relevant and in front of everyone. not only relationship purposes, but for promotion purposes in the future. Yeah, you know, I'm also a big proponent
1: of turning your video on, I think is, is exhausting as it can be. I think it's really important that the, you know, virtual face to face contact goes a long way in terms of thinking about your platform and Mm -hmm. your relevancy as you look to continue to develop your career in this current environment.
2: Who knew that the Jetsons cartoon from our youth would be coming back in real life now?
1: It's so true. Well my goodness, we're all obviously extroverts on this recording. You know, I've struggled being forced into isolation. And I admittedly am not thriving in this environment. Like I said earlier, I love the coffee. I love the sidebar conversation in the hallway. And I swear I do some of my best business in the cafe at work. (laughs) You know, but I, it has forced me to go outside of my comfort zone and ensure that I continue to create those conversations over Zoom or over the phone or over email and, and create those relationships. So I think this conversation has been really helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to, I've, I've also become much more comfortable with because you need to with turning video on. Now I'm sort of the awkward person, the one person on Zoom that might have my video on while everyone else is choosing to not to. But I do, I think it's really important. And and I think, you know, I think, Marnie, I can't remember if you said it or, or Lori commented on it, but I think that it, it helps the relevancy as well. So I think that you know, by turning video on, you're present, you're there, you're accounted for. And it's not to say that if you don't have it on, that, that it's the opposite. But I think that it really does help in terms of, you know, the, the relevancy in the conversation. So I think it's an important aspect of calls this day in, in this day and age. Is there anything, being that you're an extrovert and you've had to adapt, is there anything that sort of surprises you about how you've had to manage your work situation or something you've done that is unique or different that's notable?
2: I think I would say that in addition to Marty's enjoying the morning coffee and getting business done during our lunch hour um, and meeting people for sidebar conversations, I've missed the schedule. So I've spent a lot of time. I get up early, I get my morning coffee, I take the dog for a nice long walk as if I was going to commute to the office before I sit down and can focus on my list of things to do. So I noticed that getting outside every day for at least a good hour has been key to keeping my sanity. Yeah.
1: You know, I think you have to create those borders, right? I mean, work, and home has completely been blurred in this environment. And you have to be able to walk away from work and transition into your home life, which is only, you know, a couple steps away, a door away. And that was really challenging in the beginning. But yeah, Lori, I agree. Getting outside is is part of the sanity, part of the mental health in this
0: environment. Do you have a plan for January, Lori? Chicago <laughs> winter?
2: <laughs> You're just going to bundle up and go for exactly. it? Exactly. I'm just going to bundle up and hope the little dog can survive the cold weather. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to keep going out there as long as I possibly can. Keep our sanity here. Yeah, no, that, that's huge. That's important. Good.
0: What about, have you guys, whether for yourselves or, or just folks on your team, do you have any advice for people that are trying to advance their own careers during this time? And whether it's someone that's, you know, trying to put themselves out there for a promotion or looking at other opportunities within the organization, you know, do you have any tips or advice on what you've seen that has been useful for folks and individuals trying to progress their careers? make
1: yourself visible Mm -hmm. it's hard to do in a remote environment but you need to find ways to make yourself visible and that means turning on your video that means taking advantage of meetings that you are asked to participate in and be really communicative with your manager about what your aspirations are during this time where you're challenged and where you think you're thriving so i think you know it's about a mind shift change but you are expected to continue to perform within this environment so find your pockets of opportunity to do that
2: and i would just add to that write down your accomplishments and make a plan for what you want to want to do in the future, whether it's taking classes, meeting, meeting a certain number of people from your organization, figuring out which roles are most attractive to you. Have a plan so you can stick with it.
0: Right. I also think that women are often accused of not being direct in a direct ask. And I think that, it's even more important and and more critical to be very direct about where you want to go with your career and what opportunities you're seeking and to make those asks and make them clearly because you you don't have as much opportunity for others in the organization to perhaps see your work product at this point in time. And so, you know, I think being very clear with what your ambitions are and what your goals are and uh, putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. is important. All right. Well, where are we all heading when this is over and done with? I mean, I'm, hopefully at some point we can all return to a securities lending conference all together in some future year and venue or location. But what's your aspiration on a personal level in terms of when life can return to normal, where might you go with your family or, or maybe even on your own without your family? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. We'll see how quarantine goes over the next couple months. School is being remote. I might be going on my own. Just kidding. But definitely I live out in outside of Chicago. It's extremely flat over here. So somewhere worth mountains. So Park City, Utah is high up on my list or Glacier National Park. Mm.
1: Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to travel anywhere. I don't care where it is. I just wanna I just (laughs) wanna get back on an airplane and travel. Not seriousness. I mean, this has been much as it's been a challenging time, it's also been a really nice time to be home with my family. But I do miss the travel. I'm ready to get back out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. I'm uh, hoping I live in Vermont, which similar to Lori and frankly, Boston, all three of us live in very cold winter locations. So the thought of going through another winter, not being able to escape it on occasion is uh, a bit daunting to me, but I'm uh, enjoying every last moment of warmth this summer in hopes that I can survive it. So we'll we'll see. All right. Well, thank you both for joining. This has been I think a good start to the Women in Securities Finance podcast series. It's a good perspective and maybe that's ultimately what we should title it, Women in Securities Finance Perspectives. But just by way of background for those listening that might not be as familiar with Women in Securities Finance, it's a group that was founded probably a bit over 3 years ago in the securities lending industry and, you know, really formed as a way for women in the industry, to network with one another, to share information, best practices, experiences, and ultimately encourage one another and support one another in the growth of our own careers and other individuals' careers. So it's been, I know I personally have gotten a lot out of it over the past uh, three years or so and look forward to continuing to communicate with both of you and everyone else that's in the group. So please, if you aren't familiar, you can find us on LinkedIn. Just search for Women in Securities Finance in the group section of LinkedIn. And hopefully once we all can travel again, we can return to some in-person gatherings and networking with one another. But in the meantime, our hope is that we can do more of this content keep people engaged and sharing some good ideas and, and tips of the trade. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you, Lori. And uh, hope to talk to you guys soon. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. And a big thank you to our featured speakers from this episode. And of course, all the active Women in Securities Finance members that are driving real change in our marketplace today.
0: If you have ideas for future episodes or would like to get involved, please visit our website or you can contact Women in Securities Finance via LinkedIn.
2: And to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to this series wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And now for our disclaimer. The
2: opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters and do not reflect the views or opinions of their respective employer organizations.
0: This material is for your private information and does not constitute legal, tax, or investment advice
2: there is no representation or warranty as to the current accuracy of nor liability for decisions based on such information. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful
0: day.